Of Strength and Speed. I'm your host, Michael Stefano from Upscoring Adventures. I'm here with Evan after day three. Evan, how are you feeling? Feeling a little rough today. It was a long day. We did Noob Sanity's Extreme Ravine. It's about 3.3, maybe a little bit over per lap. And it's just got a lot of elevation gain. Um, it's like 600 feet ish per lap, technical trail. Uh, it was also the first day we had to run in snow. Mostly snow on the ground. It was kind of deep, so it was like really slippery. At the more tough parts of the trail, it was pretty sketchy, but yeah. Yeah, it was fun though. I like it. So, you know, I had to make a choice. Do I try to run through the snow and like have my feet slip a lot and waste a lot of energy or do I try to be efficient? And, you know, with ultra OCR, it's about efficiency. It's not about speed a lot of the times. Now, something that I really like about Noob Sanity is that when they they have an event. They have a lot of people show up to the event. We had a decent amount of pacers out there. Do you remember their names? Uh, let's see. We had Tyler. Tyler Matichak from Scram, Pennsylvania. Brian. Matthew. My name's Matthew Scott. I live in Binghamton, New York. Jamie. Jarrett Newby. My name's Jarrett Newby. I'm from Binghamton, New York, and I'm one of the owners of Noob Sandy. And uh, I can't remember his name, but Jared's friend, who's super fast, is actually faster than Jared in a road race, but a little bit slower on obstacle course races. And I expect to see him do th- big things in the sport in the future. Now, uh, there's not many left, but this was a big permanent obstacle course in the Northeast. What do you think about it? Not everyone can say there's a full permanent obstacle course in their neighborhood. It's phenomenal. I mean, so today, you know, their Mud Gauntlet is their kind of their premier OCR event. Uh, but Extreme Ravine, you know, you essentially you run through a field and then you go into a valley and you kind of zigzag up and down the valley the whole times. There's about half a dozen rope ascents, descents. Uh, there's a lot of logs that you kind of go over or under, and there's just a lot of technical footing and switchbacks, and then we added in a rec bag carry in there, so we did a loop of that. But it, I spent a lot of time, like, trying not to fall on ice, yeah. which was uh, challenging. And, you know, some I get back from the first lap, and someone's like, how was the stream crossing? And I was like, which one? You know, there's, I would say there's three decent yeah. stream crossings, and then there was, like, probably close to a dozen other parts where you're running, and the ground starts cracking beneath you. Because you're running above very muddy water, which sometimes you fall through. Yeah. Sometimes Bobby falls through too. And uh, But people really seem to like this one. We always talk about all of our events being something that if you went to work the next day, people actually want to hear about. And when you hear 5K, most of the time my brain shuts off just because it's the same boring stuff. But not only is it a trail race, you're going in and out of a ravine, you're pulling yourself up on a rope you have creek crossings trails interesting with off camber corners ups downs it it just flows really well and it was decently cold out there too how did that affect you it wasn't that bad i mean the the nice thing is it's been windy recently and that's let up so you know we've had you know 15 mile an hour wind days so this could have been 20 degrees colder with the wind chill Uh, once you started moving it wasn't too bad um, between laps, when I'd stop to drink some perpetuum and some heat, I would standing still. I'd start getting cold. But you know, just like world's toughest motor, you got to keep on moving if you want to stay warm. <sighs> One step at a time. So um, basically, the first part of the, each lap, I was cold, and then I'd 
the movement and the climbing up and down the hills yeah. and the, the trails warmed me up. Yeah, the climbing definitely warms you up. Um, but yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to have mic troubles. Mic test, mic test. It's cold. Are you working? Luckily, I didn't. And uh, it was snowy, too. You talked a little bit about that, but uh, it, it's kind of difficult knowing kind of gauging each step, knowing is it going to be a couple inches? Is it going to be six inches, you know? Yeah, and actually, so the, the only laps my feet got wet were the first lap because I hadn't figured out where the ice was that didn't break. And then, actually, that's not true. The first two laps, the first two laps, my feet got wet. Um, after that, I had it down pretty solid. So my feet stayed relatively dry. Um, the smarter thing would have been to switch socks at, at that point, but I, I didn't know that at the time. So uh, my feet were wet, essentially wet the whole day. I just kind of powered through it and, yeah. And how did you feel about uh, the pace that you were going with uh, some of the pacers that came out to support you? No, no, he was taking it well. I mean, he's uh, the first lap that I, I ran with him, he was kind of like a little slower than where I wanted to go. But I ran a second one with him, he was killing me. He didn't slow down at all. He was just, <laughs> towards the end, I'm like, please let this be over. I was kind of looking for a way to out. But yeah, he's, he's going strong, though. He's, he's great. It's good. Most of them just kind of stayed behind me, and we just walked and I jogged some of the downhills just because the momentum of your body it just makes it physically easier. Uh, it was just a really long day. I mean, I think we were out there it was like 11 and a half hours. Yeah. It was so long. I, it, today was the first day where like it really started to, to eat at my willpower. Mm-hmm. You know, the first two days, you know, the I had to use willpower too, but it was more from like boredom and just being like, all right, I want to be done with this already. Um, today, the laps were long. We were doing like an hour 20 to an hour 40 laps. I wasn't, so I wasn't fueling as regularly. And on laps like six or seven, I started, you know, I I stopped talking, which is basically me going into my into my pain cave and kind of locking the door and just powering through it. Uh, but I had some caffeine and some hammer nutrition, espresso gels, and a, a hot coffee. And then I ate like a bag of Skittles. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit too because, as you say, the slower that you go, um, the more you're able to eat some solid food. So what kind of solid foods do you go for when you're doing distance? I mean, no- normally, normally I just fuel with hammer nutrition, but we're several days in and my body is just churning through calories and then with the cold my body's burning calories from that too so we actually went to tim hortons or i sent people to tim hortons so i had some like ocrwc flashbacks so it's like the tim hortons like the dunkin donuts of canada so we actually ate some some donuts and some coffee ate some skittles and some chug covered pretzels and twizzlers all the all, all the kind of junk food i like but usually don't eat Nice. It's definitely a time to place for it. I think this was this was definitely one of them. Uh, but all in all, it was a great time at Noob Sanity. I think more people should know about this and, and, and come out and support it. Came out to just support Noob Sanity. You know, I want to do whatever I can to get our name out there. Because it, it could be really close to some people and they may not even know about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, I was telling Jared, I was like, I really like how Noob Sanity lives up to their name, right? Jar- it's, Jared's last name is Newbie. But, I mean, just spend some time talking to them, and the things they do are insane, right? If you've listened to some of my previous podcasts with them, you got to go back and listen. They're super good. You know, he talks about the worst birthday ever. Yeah. And it, it it's not just him. Oh, it, then they, they run Extreme Ravine in the dark with no headlamps. That I like. <laughs> yeah, so they, they, you know, they just run out there and see who can set the fastest pace. They do Gene Ravine. So they, they make all their racers wear denim. So you wear like jeans and then you run a lap of the race and whoever wins, wins, right? Um, They do stuff like that and, you know, it runs in the family because his dad's very impressive too. 
I actually didn't know that until I went downstairs and saw all the awards and trophies. I'm like, yeah. these aren't OCR. Motocross, right? Yeah, they're both, uh, they were both, I think, like pro motocross at one point. And on top of that, uh, Jared's dad, um, I think he goes by Jerry, but I think his name's also Jared, actually, uh, has won his age group at World's Toughest like four or five years. And then he started getting into like extreme distance rowing. So, you know, when we met him, he's like, yeah, I got a world record in like the one million meter row or something, something where he rowed for seven days and for like 20 hours a day and slept four hours. So, and that's just one of, oh, he's got like two other records, which I can't remember at this time, but it just explains that when I messaged Jarrett and I was like, hey, I want to come out and here's what I'm going to do. It's called OCR America or OCR America 2 in this case, right? Like he's like, yeah, no problem. You're good. Right, there wasn't even like a hesitation. He's just like, you're in, let's do it. And we'll be back here for day two at the Mud Gauntlet. Uh, what are your thoughts going into that? Obviously more upper body intensive. Today is a good day to rest his hands from all the obstacles he's been doing. Yeah. So hopefully uh, they're good enough for tomorrow and the rest of the week. That's better. You know, that's just that's just more of my comfort zone. And I like the obstacles. They break things up. And it'll definitely be more stress on my hands and arms. Um, but my hands and arms feel pretty good today. And my legs are definitely tired. I was wearing double mud gear socks to kind of keep my feet warm. And you can see, you'll see some of the pictures in the video from Stoke Shed, but like my shoes had like a layer of ice on them, right? My, my bleg mitts froze, right? The, the, they were standing up straight when I, when I came back inside. That's awesome. But uh, we're halfway done with our Noob Sanity trip and almost done with our, halfway done with our trip in general. Now we have some more Noob Sanity people supporting you. You know, it's pretty cool. Like it, it's only a marathon a day, but doing a marathon of OCR every day is not something you hear about too often. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So uh, good luck tomorrow. My brain's just firing. <laughs> my brain's firing real slow today. The uh, Yeah, it just took a lot out of me today. And my, my face hurts from, again, from the from exposure mostly. Day yeah. You know, the, let's say the other thing, you get out there for a while and you know, it starts getting dark. This is also the first day we actually did laps in the dark. Yeah. And you get out there for a while, you start looking at your pace, and you start, you know, two laps in, I can figure out, all right, here's the approximately how many miles I'm going to get. Here's approximately what time I'm going to finish. And you start getting into a mindset. You're like, all right, well, I'll just stop when it gets dark, and that'll be enough, you know. And it's just not the right mindset to be in. And uh, so I was a little mad at myself for even, like, considering that. Um, but I ended up powering through it. And then I was a little mad at myself, too, for um, just missing some of my fueling windows because with the longer laps, I need to eat gels mid-lap instead of just waiting until we get back. So that was kind of a rookie mistake on, on my part. But, um, you know, you got to own it. And I dug myself out of the hole, luckily. So it wasn't too bad. Rookie mistake, learning experience. It's, it's all good. Yeah, and just a quick shout-out to the entire crew. Um, you only see the end product of the amount of work these guys do. But, you know... Between you doing the podcasting, there's just so much editing that's behind the scenes. Bobby on Stoke Shed, there's so much. I mean, that's just a preposterous amount of editing. And then Jacob's been running the most miles out of everyone yeah. as the pacers and then driving. And then he's also the cook, apparently. Yeah. So he cooked us dinner tonight, which was really awesome. And I guess he normally cooks for his family at home. So it was a good choice. Yeah, yeah much appreciated. And the Stoke Shed video, the Stoke Shed recap of... Uh, day two will be in the description down below for this episode. So make sure you click that. It's only about two, three minutes, but it's really short, sweet to the point, And uh, it's definitely make you want to support. Please come out and support. Yeah, so the podcasts, are, obviously, you know, are coming up every night. And the videos are coming out every morning. You can follow along. Definitely come out and support. Definitely donate online. Help us reach our goal. And 
Yeah, I hope to see some of you at the events in the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs>